it's like taking that wealth of knowledge and that wealth of experience and applying it to solutions for something I'm really passionate about, which is my tribe. Welcome back to season three of MasterCard's Fortune Favors the Bold. I'm your host, Ashley C. Ford, and that's our guest this week, Amy Young. This season, we're talking about the big financial questions we all have, but are often too afraid to ask. And we're gonna talk about them. Today, we're diving back into our two-part series about making work work for you. We're asking, how can my work change the world? Last week, we talked about finding work that works for you. For me, a big part of that means feeling like my work fits into my financial identity and my sense of financial equilibrium. But an even bigger part of it is about feeling like my work has an impact. I think people in all kinds of fields have questions about whether the work they do can sustain them, but also do some good for others at the same time. And it's not always easy to strike that balance. What type of sacrifices do I have to make in order to take on meaningful work? How do I know that my work is really benefiting others? And how do I find collaborators who care about the same things I do? On this episode, we're going to answer these questions by doing something a little different. Today, I wanted to sit down with two people who have already been asking each other those big questions and actually talking through them together. Amy, a fashion designer and activist, and Shandina, a creative stylist and model, are already helping each other create work that's meaningful to them, their families, and their communities. To see that work in action, I'm here at the Orenda Tribe Studio, Amy's upcycled vintage boutique in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Some of the things, when we talk about upcycle... I immediately wanted to check out everything Amy had in stock. So Amy decided to take me on a tour before we sat down for our interview. One of the first things I noticed were these incredible tall wool hats. Amy quickly took one down to show me. This is our badassery hat. These are vintage Peruvian chinchero hats. We bring these in from Sacred Valley. Before I could even try one on, I noticed these incredible striped woolen blankets that lined the back wall. From vintage Pendletons um, that we source on the res. While Amy's store isn't very big, it's full of special items. Hand-embroidered dresses, silkscreen t-shirts, turquoise and silver jewelry. At one point, I told Amy I was interested in some of the creams and soaps I'd seen on a shelf near the front, and she lit up. Another one over here I have to show you. It's made from Nelly Tsosi, an elder in my tribe. It's a resin from a tree, and this has been a long medicine that's been used within my tribe. We're so happy to have her product in the line because it's the first time she's had a, a web portal for it. We're selling it through our web shop. And, oh my gosh, like, I've just been shipping... I have to be honest with you. I enjoyed this tour of Orenda Tribe almost too much. But after hearing how special some of these items were, I knew I needed to sit down with Amy and ask her about her world and how she started Orenda Tribe. It turns out Amy's been in fashion for a while. 
for nearly 35 years now. Mm-hmm. Now you know how old I am. <laughs> Her career started on the fast track. She attended a prestigious design school in New York City and got a job designing for a major brand straight out of college. And she was successful, became a design executive, worked internationally. She felt pretty good about climbing the corporate ladder for a while. My tipping point was definitely the birth of my daughter, my daughter Lily. And there comes a time as a mom when you just decide, like, you're trying to raise your child to be a sustainable, um, conscious human being in the world. But at the same time, you're designing clothes for fast fashion companies that are basically creating the toxic landfill waste that's going to affect her future. At the same time that Amy began questioning her career, she was getting in touch with her indigenous identity. She was adopted as a baby, and even though she always knew her birth mother was Navajo, she felt really removed from her roots until she reconnected with her birth mom. It just solidified that this is where I came from, this is where I belong, this is where my future would be. Her concerns about sustainability and desire to honor her indigenous heritage drove Amy to quit her corporate job, move to Albuquerque, and start Orinda Tribe. What is Orinda Tribe? Orinda Tribe is like, oh my gosh, don't get me started. (laughs) I am such a a textile nerd. So vintage items, surplus items, old textile, ancestral cloth, all the things that make my world go round. You know, the word itself means inside each of us is a space for positive change. And that's really what it was about was shifting the paradigm and shifting the way that we live our life. Orinda Tribe is way more than just a vintage boutique. It's where Amy and her community meet up, plan projects, and raise money to address the challenges facing the reservation. You know, everything going on with environmental genocide, oil and gas extraction on indigenous lands. Um, Certainly my work right now with indigenous youth, Mm -hmm. I realize that they have a big mountain to climb. But if I approach the whole concept as like a brand concept and something that I need to drive wealth into, it's been very quick and easy for us to fund programs that are changing kids' lives. Learning how to create wealth Mm. is very important. But Uh if I apply that same skill set to the Navajo tribe's problems and the Navajo youth's problems, then I can really get stuff done. I was really excited to talk to Amy about this work mentoring young creatives on the reservation, because in a lot of ways, it felt like she was doing for her community what we've been trying to do on this show, connecting people with each other to seek out the answers to tough questions. And then she told me about one of those young people she's been working with, and I knew I had to get them in a room together. Try to force it. Because I think we might need to sit and write a business plan. This is Shandina Lee. What you heard a while ago was me introducing myself in Navajo or um, in Diné, which is what we call ourselves. I am a, a creative stylist, model... Shandina grew up on the Navajo Reservation in a remote part of New Mexico. For so many reasons, a creative career seemed like a long shot. But she always knew that she loved fashion and photography. 
I just set up my tripod and took a um, like a timer on the camera. And I started taking pictures, and that's kind of how it started. And so after that, I, I had other people take pictures of me, and I was like, okay, I think I really like doing this. And other people liked her doing it too. Shandina kept posting pictures of her personal style, and slowly, she grew an Instagram following. Within, like, the Western fashion community, like the cowboy fashion community, and I noticed, like, a lot of injustices with that community using a lot of native imagery, and Mm -hmm. I didn't like what was going on, and that's how I started writing. Shandina started a blog where she wrote about her experience as the only indigenous person in a fashion world that so often used indigenous imagery. Her unique perspective earned her a following, and that following started turning into work. Initially, that work felt really exciting. I've had offers to where people would want to maybe photograph me, you know, in like traditional Navajo outfit. At the time, I felt very fortunate to be able to work with them. She was just starting out, and it was hard to say no, even when she felt brands were exploiting her background without amplifying her voice. I was raised with those beliefs, Mm -hmm. and I am very protective of it. It's just, I think it's a learning process. Now Shandina is in a place where she can start to choose which gig she takes. Sometimes that even means taking on creative direction roles, like in a recent collaboration with Wrangler Jeans. Shandina coordinated a photo shoot for Wrangler at the Navajo Nation Fair, a major celebration for the Navajo Nation. I got the models, you know, they were all indigenous, which was really amazing for me. And to be the one just like directing it and not having someone else have control over it, I have control. For Shandina, It's not just about her success. She's thinking about the next generation of kids in her community. I wanted them to see that they could do that too. You know, someone from the res is doing that. It's really beautiful to me. That's on Amy's mind too. They both are constantly questioning the best way to use their work for good. How do you do that and embrace your identity? How do you collaborate with others who share your passion? And how do you spread your message to make a difference in the world? Amy and Shandina discuss what that can look like after the break. When I went to college, I started a personal training business because I was looking for ways to monetize my time because I needed extra money and I needed some money to pay for school. And what I realized in that process was it's not really easy to become a small business if you haven't been one before. My name is Jessica Turner. I am the Executive Vice President of Products and Innovation in North America at MasterCard. And I have been at MasterCard for 13 years. Today, as I work with my team to create new products and new services for our customers, I go back and I really think through some of the obstacles and opportunities I faced as a small business owner and how they relate to the customers we're trying to serve. Small businesses are driving our economy, they're helping consumers get the services and products they want, and 
What we're focused on at MasterCard is how do we help these small business owners spend more time doing what they want to do, which is focus on their business, versus other things that are taking away from that time, regardless of their size. MasterCard supports small business owners of all sizes, and I think that's a really important piece of what I focus on. So we have a women's advisory council at MasterCard, and in my most recent session, we talked a lot about cybersecurity and what a big, important pain point for a small business owner at every size to manage. And that's something that MasterCard is fabulous at and continues to invest in. So being able to offer the expertise, the mentorship, and even the assets to these small business owners is really important. Every small business owner is unique in their own way, and their businesses as well. To learn more, email fftb at mastercard.com. When Amy, Shandina, and I finally sat down, I knew I wanted to start with a deep dive into their professional relationship. Amy and Shandina collaborate on both photo shoots for Arenda Tribe and community events for the reservation. And they both say there's more to come. When you do work together, what is that like? I've talked to her about some of the ideas I've had, and she's like, yes, let's do it. Like, <laughs> you're just like all for it. <laughs> there was this one time I asked her, I was like, I think I want to do a fashion show one day. And um, she was like, we can do it, you know. <laughs> it was more like we, and wow. that was nice. Yeah, I think that's the big part, at, you know, with our age difference. And mm -hmm. I've actually had the experience with that of how to help her manifest these dreams because right. she has such amazing concepts, but sometimes just doesn't know how to set that into motion yeah. or mm -hmm. how to finance that or who to reach out to. So, you know, that's a big part of my joyfulness right now. Again, like I said, is taking all that corporate experience and apply it to one of these bright, shining, emerging talents from my tribe. This, to me, mm -hmm. is an opportunity to really showcase a new kind of way to work in business. She's actually, at her very young age, has already created her own brand herself. Mm -hmm. And that entrepreneurship is amazing to me because she didn't have much to work from. She was living mm -hmm. remote in an area where there wasn't fashion, there wasn't a lot of creative arts. Right. And she basically just created this herself. I love that. Now, we're having this conversation because in this episode, we're thinking about work, how we define the kind of work we all do. Mm -hmm. This is something I struggle with as well. Okay, I'm, I'm a writer, I'm a podcast host. I'm a creative, yeah. Yeah. you know, but when you say creative, then people are like, what does that mean? Like, they look at you like, okay, but exactly. how do I know what you do? So looking back over the course of your career, how would each of you describe yourself in relation to your work? Mm, definitely for me, entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, that came in the sense of brand building, but like at this stage of my life, it's social entrepreneurship. Mm. It's like taking that wealth of knowledge and that wealth of experience and applying it to solutions for something I'm really passionate about, which is my tribe. I like that. Yeah. I like that. How about you, Shandina? How do you describe or label yourself in relation to the work you do? I would most likely say the small business. Yeah. I think it is a business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're doing creative direction, you're a business, babe. <laughs> you absolutely are. 
The central question that we're thinking about in this episode is making our work work for us. So when I say that, when I say work that works for you, what does that make each of you think of? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, Amy, you found it. (laughs) Well, you say work, but like it's just my life. So I don't even really call it work anymore. It's just like a life experience and a life journey. So I think we all need to get to that space. And I'm so damn proud of Shandina because like she's realized where she needs to be in this passion. And, you know, you can get kind of scared doing things that you don't know about. But she leaned into all of that and made so many amazing things happen. Hard agree. (laughs) Thank you. What would you say? Work that works for you. Something that I could see myself doing, you know, every day, just like you get up happy and just like excited to do it. For both Shandina and Amy, the thing that makes them happy to get up in the morning is feeling like their work is making the world around them a better, more sustainable, more inclusive place. But finding that type of work can feel like a near impossible task, especially if you're trying to do it alone. Luckily for Amy and Shandina, a lot of that joy comes from working together to make their shared vision a reality. What are your biggest dreams for your careers now? I know I want it to be something that I have control over, but I just want to be that person to connect companies with Indigenous people because we need more We need more models, indigenous models. We need more representation. We need more people that don't just look the same. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How about you, Amy? Creating powerful change within indigenous youth. Um, They're Mm -hmm. so amazing, but they don't have the same opportunities that my daughter had. So I just want to shift the whole system. Um, My next big thing, which I am so excited to talk about, is to build a skate park that is surrounded by an ancestral food garden, like a transformative space for natives to to relearn and to move forward in their life in a positive way. Shandina, you're at the start of your career. You're young and you're getting started. What's it been like to have Amy to sort of ask her about something that you otherwise might not have access to anybody who would have that information or any insight. I'm like super fortunate to have met Amy and for her to have reached out to me. She's kind of like another mom to me. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, And yeah, it it helps. You know, she does so much for the uh, indigenous community and the youth creatives in general. She does so much for them and You know, she never asks for anything back. (laughs) (laughs) But I think what she's been saying a little bit from the beginning is that she is getting something back, that she's learning a lot Mm -hmm. from being part of this community and specifically from knowing and befriending you. It would be really easy to look at your relationship and see it as Amy being a mentor and Shandina being a mentee, but doesn't seem like a mentor-mentee relationship. (laughs) It seems like something completely different. How would you explain it? How about you, Amy? Yeah, I think we just really honor each other as creatives. But, you know, on one sense, you know, I'm 55 and she's 24, but I'm also like 
like a toddler in my years as a native. And she's so patient of me because I'm playing catch up. I'm trying to learn how to be Dene. Mm -hmm. And I have the kindest friend ever that is just so thoughtful in the way she guides me. Mm-hmm. Does that make you emotional? Yes, it oh. does. <laughs> yes. I understand why. I understand why. And I think it's about like what we both offer each other. You know, it's I have a different kind of knowledge and she has a different set of things that sh- that she's learned throughout her life and uh you know I hold that I really loved observing this symbiotic relationship in which Amy supports Shandina coming into her own as a businesswoman and Shandina supports Amy as she finds her place in her indigenous community and it was so inspiring to hear them answer some of each other's deepest questions in real time. Amy, are there things you've learned in your career, anything that you would want to pass on to Shandina? Yeah, I think if I if I was actually talking to my 24-year-old self, mm-hmm. um, you know, the main thing is to definitely lean into things that make you a little uncomfortable because that's where the true growth is going to occur mm-hmm. um, and also to not get caught up in our ego and not mm-hmm. think that this is about self it all comes back into knowing who we are and what we need to do mm-hmm. so if I could talk to my 24 year old self it would be really to be checking in with my ego more and mm-hmm. think more outside of that my favorite part about this moment was that both Amy and Shandina started asking each other questions that they thought about before, but never said out loud. How do you cope with, um, you know, your adoption and growing up off the reservation? Mm-hmm. That is a good question. Um, they spent my whole life trying to fit in wherever I go, mm-hmm. but I never actually felt like I fit in anywhere. Until I came here. So, yeah, that's been a big part of my journey this year is really the joy and and also the pain of that. How about you, Amy? I know what my question is. Come through. Okay, yeah. So when are we doing that application for fashion school? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Because I'm so ready to help you fill that form out. (laughs) Yeah, Amy's trying to send me to fashion school. I think I might get in big trouble with her parents right now. Shandina, Amy, thank you both so much for this conversation. This has been incredibly enlightening and, if I do say so myself, a a lot of fun. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you. Spending time with Amy and Shandina felt really special. Like it was a testament to everything we've been doing on Fortune Favors the Bold this season. It's rare that you find two people who can have open, honest, and consistent conversations with each other about really difficult topics. But I think they've proven that when we're able to ask each other those big questions, we're able to learn from each other, pursue our passions, and ultimately feel less alone. And for Amy and Shandina, their relationship doesn't just benefit them as a pair. It allows them to make work that's meaningful, that's bigger than themselves, and that will empower so many people to change the world. I know they've inspired me to keep questioning everything. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. 
Ashley C. Ford, I'm so glad you're back. Your voice is like butter. Anyway, my question is, how do I teach my child good money? Habits? How do I get my friends to pay me back? Am I taking less than my coworkers? I'm wondering if I can What's afford the most environmentally to conscious way to work. Should I apply to grad school? Hey, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. I'm okay. wondering uh, if I can afford it. Hey, Ashley. It's Eric. Uh, I'm just hoping to talk about something that is uh, very near to my heart. Um, I was hoping we could talk about passwords. That's next time on Fortune Favors the Bolt. Fortune Favors the Bold is a podcast from MasterCard and Pineapple Street Studios. It's hosted and produced by me, Ashley C. Ford. Our MasterCard executive producers are Marcy Cohen and Brooke Capsuroni. MasterCard editorial direction by Arsalan Danish and production by Rebecca Abraham. Our MasterCard mid-roll producer is Mira Belgrave. Our theme song is by Bobby Lord. Tell us what you thought of the show. Find us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. And tell your friends about the show, too. I'm Ashley C. Ford. Fortune Favors the Bold will be back next week.